and welcome to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Jay. And we're continuing Jay's birthday month. We didn't tell you what this film was going to be last episode. We sure forgot. We're awesome like that. But this week's movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 1974. Uh, Very much a classic. But as I was telling Jay while I was watching it, I haven't seen this movie since I was like a teenager. It's like me either. The concept of like and like the flow of time and age. It all these movies. I'm like I know I've seen them. I I know I've I have it up here that I've seen it. It's in my little collection. But it, I think it's important as a horror fan to revisit with an adult brain. All of my horror roots come from like two months where I had to stay with my grandmother to look after her, um, where every night this channel, this channel was solely dedicated to films, but they got a horror film every single night. So I got Splice, I got Lake Placid, I got House of Wax, all in a row, and they were fantastic. And that's where this film comes in, is I saw it in the same block that I saw the rest of them as well. What channel was that? It was called Film 4. Uh, channel 4 here is very... Oh, I forget. With a lot of what they produced. Like, they made the IT crowd. They made Father Ted. They do a lot of documentaries that genuinely challenge the government. Oh. So I saw this at a slumber party. Um, and everyone else asleep. But I had a hard time sleeping at other people's houses. Even though I just, you know, I wanted to be one of the gang, but like I would be wide awake for hours after everyone was asleep. Yeah, I remember being super afraid of this movie, uh, but it turns out I didn't really remember much else. Immediately when this movie starts, there's something uh, very iconic about it. What the fuck was that? That's the iconic thing. Are you Do it ready? again. Okay. Yeah. sound when the shutter clicks of the camera oh yes yeah yeah okay that is iconic yeah i was struggling to get what you were going for there i downloaded it immediately because i wanted to use it as a ringtone but apple makes it so hard for you to just make your own ringtone bitches apple. even though i have apple everything i'm sorry devices steph steph is only a commie in name alone <laughs> Whatever. I tried to spell that camera sound, if that tells you anything about my state when I was watching it. You tried to spell it? Yeah. <laughs> like, Ka-ching. no, it looks like ear. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, my brain. There's two iconic things about this movie and only two. And I don't care what anyone says I will die on that hill. Two. I already see your face. One. It's the camera shutter to his leather face and his chainsaw. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. What I wanted to say about the opening of this film is you get that wonderful radio broadcast mm-hmm. of like all the things going wrong in America right now. Like there's an outbreak of cholera in San Francisco. There's a grave being dug up in Texas. Mm. It's all very invocative of what people talk about the burst of psychomania around the 60s and 70s this burst of violence socially 
Mm. Like serial killers started emerging. You've got Bundy, you've got Keane, you've got um, John Wayne Gacy, all at this time. And people attribute this to Vietnam and what's going on there. But there were so many theories flying about why is shit gone so bad in a country that's doing well, a country that has a lot of money in the post-war years, why has shit hit the fan? And that's what that broadcast is. Like That's what that drone of the radio is while they're driving to that graveyard in Texas is what is so fucked up about America that this is allowed, that, that this happens there. I just, so sorry to always be this guy. It just makes me feel like, you know, um, that there might be a new burst of serial killers considering American is not doing so hot in, in the being great department. Well, I mean, it never really stopped for America, did it? I mean, you all have, it's not necessarily serial killers, but you do have white supremacists. You have white terrorists. You have school shootings all the time. You have yeah. open shootings. That mania hasn't it's never gone away. It's always there. It's just because the country's so wide, it can get buried in that sort of news feed sort of thing. It's no longer record-breaking news when one serial killer is doing a tour around the country. That makes me sad. Yeah, it's it, terrible. It, this is not a sad. This is not a sad movie. I actually laughed through. I think too much of it. A lot of it's very funny. It's. Honestly, okay, so here's the way I feel. Uh, and I, I could just have too much Rocky Horror on the brain. This totally could have been a horror musical, and it should have been, and I'll tell you why. Um, Leatherface can dance, okay, with that chainsaw. Did you not see the end scene? Oh, him just, end. You know yeah, what you, I mean? You could, you, could, you could totally put that scene to Claire de Lune, and it would have such an amazing effect. I think it, like, beautiful, like, phenomenal. And also, I could have seen uh, Rip, but they sh- should have cast Meatloaf in this. Him, him as Meatloaf, or Meatloaf as mm. Leatherface in this horror musical. I think yeah, he would have a, done a really good job. There's a food human pun there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You do the work. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, viewer, listener? <laughs> You fucking do the work. I'm just providing you the bare bones. Okay. So there's a band full of young people traveling to this old house that the siblings, Franklin and Sally, uh, like their dad owns. Okay. They're telling all these nostalgic (laughs) stories about the grandparents and like the time that they used to spend there. But here's where I am confused. It's run down. I don't know what the purpose was of them being there it and was then... it was their old house and I, I feel like they were being sent by their parents to check on that graveyard that was real and the only reason she invited franklin along was because she probably feels sorry for franklin because clearly he is like even in the rolling credits he's called an invalid oh which he is, is and he's, in a, he's a disabled person in Texas in 1970. Of course he's going to be looked down on. Of course he's going to be considered subnormal, even though he is a perfectly fine. You know what? Franklin, in my opinion, is the most compelling character in this whole film. He's that the part. most interesting. He's the most well-acted as well. And he has the most fucking sense. And he's in a wheelchair. He has a rational amount of curiosity 
and paranoia in this movie and for him to be called the invalid i'm like what does that say about what does that say here the it was in the opening scroll it was in the star wars fashion it was yellow text on a black background saying um sally uh her friends and her invalid brother it's like you don't need you don't need to say that you don't need to say that at all you don't need you don't need to beat him down at the very start of the film by getting him to roll down a hill uh that was wholly unnecessary and i feel like it was supposed to like make him seem like like a a clown like a a farce almost yeah yes but it doesn't it does not he doesn't look foolish at all in this movie and i think that it's he is the most intelligent one yes he is and i think they're all just fucking airheads so like you know what sort of freaked me out is the fact that he is the he is the dead ringer for john wayne gacy that's unfortunate <laughs> this is just like, most unfortunate. oh you've you one of your leads looks like the clown pedophile yikes sorry he deserved better he deserved better than all of it he did so like first rule of road tripping in the 70s when you don't have cell phones or gps the first time that's that's outside of the car the first inside the car rule is when you see gas just fucking get it don't wait and say there might be a gas station later on don't fucking do that second rule don't fucking pick up hitchhikers don't do that they break all the rules all of them all of them are facing it yeah. At that stage, like it, clearly, if you're even if you invite someone into your car as a hitchhiker, right? I know this was the 70s and it was normal, but if I'm you do that, don't make a sort of us and you dynamic. Don't put them on the spot, make them nervous, make them fucking on if even if they are unhinged, try not to get on their fucking bad side. Okay? You pick you picked them up. You know what I mean? You yeah, did that. It's like you you got a vibe of who they were as a person before they got in the car. You don't need to try and exacerbate that any more than you're already doing. Especially like you're in a closed space. Your your dude in the backseat is in a wheelchair, and obviously he's the one that this guy who's a why is he in a wheelchair in the car? Why they can't they just take him out of the wheelchair in the car? I don't know. I really like, don't. It that must hurt his neck being like this the whole time. Like, I mean, that's how I sit. <laughs> Literally, I noticed in all our recordings, my head, like my neck. No, but like, broken. like having your a side of your face pressed up against the roof, that must be uncomfortable. Just they're just shitty people, unfortunately. Yeah. So you know who's the worst? The fucking driver. Okay, Sally's is, boyfriend. Sally's boyfriend. What is Sally's boyfriend's name? One of them is Kirk. I think that's the first guy who dies. I don't so his know boyfriend's called name. Jerry. Okay, so we're just going to go super quick because it went so fast in the beginning. You know, they stop at, if they would have got gas first, this part wouldn't have been an issue. The person who owns the gas station is one of the hillbilly dudes who actually have a really nice house. It did. It looked great from the exterior. Yeah. And I believe I read somewhere that the exterior shots, the person that owned it still has that that swing. Yeah, it. I would never change it. I would never be like you is history now. You know what weirded me out? The fact that the guy that they had to wash the car, yeah, when they pulled up to the gas station, that he wasn't one of the hillbillies. I he seemed that. to fit in with them, right? Because he was completely <laughs> yeah. attached to the the owner. 
Like yeah, but every time your man like walked a, to the car, he followed with the bucket. He was like an Igor character, I feel. Like irrelevant. He was, God help him, he had a very big forehead and was always looking up at the sun. And that's why I was like, Do not roast guy. big forehead people because those run in my family. I got like a five head, which is why I have big. You take from here up, it's <laughs> just forehead. It's just forehead. Digress. Okay, so um yeah. So the gas guy has no gas. He's also a hillbilly motherfucker. Um, and he makes barbecue. Who makes barbecue and he feeds it to them, you nasties. So well, no, he doesn't feed it. Your mom buys it off. Well, yeah, he Jerry buys it off. Them. I didn't mean like he puts it in their mouths. He fed them. He facilitated the feeding. In more and, ways than one. <laughs> yeah, they pick up a hitchhiker and then kick the hitchhiker out because he's unhinged. He steals um, Franklin's knife and he cuts himself. Yeah, he cuts himself and then, and he, then he uses the blade the actual like razor blade that he keeps in his sock and cuts Franklin's arm, which I'm like, if he's, he's got a job to do, he sucks at it because why are you going to get in there and just fucking wild out and cut this boy's arm? Like that's stupid. Well, he was trying to do his job. He took a photo of Franklin and he said, you owe me $2. So clearly this was a time where like he thought he could make money doing that, which finding out later on that he is, he was the one messing around the graveyard. He's the one that makes the art this stuff. yeah yeah and he got scolded for that he also keeps uh photos polaroids of uh, mutilated cows in his well that's what course. i was gonna say do you think the photos are cows or were they no artwork from the graveyard <laughs> i mean probably that it's just that he was masquerading them as cows uh because him and franklin were bonding over slaughterhouse shit before he cut him so he's out the car. They get to this Which, house. Also, I've always, I meant to say, um, my brother works in a slaughterhouse, and I can tell you that they no longer use the air gun to do the through the well, forehead they, to kill cars. Do they use the? They don't use sledgehammers. No, 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 no. They don't. They have an electric shock that they put at the animals' temples, and it shocks them. Okay, I I'm not a vegan anymore. But the reason I went vegan for that year was because I was so grossed out by like the meat industry and I will I'm accountable. not no ew <laughs> listen it's fine the meat industry here is a lot healthier than it is in the United States oh, well, like- I live in the United States okay so anyways they make it to this nasty ass house right and my my question was because like are they planning on staying the night there it's like getting late like what were they going to do i figured they were just like kids on a road trip you know it's like they've come all this way to check on their grandfather's grave they may as well like franklin is just like hey do you know our old place like could we go there also, he says the old Franklin place would suggest that that's their last name. Okay, but like, where were they going to sleep? I don't think they're staying there. No, but they wouldn't just, just go all it's, the way it's, back. It seemed like a long trip. They needed it's gas. It's just like, we're going there and back. Um, the gas isn't going to be here for a while. So he figured, fuck it, we might as well stop off at this place for a little while, kill some time because it's not going to be there till the evening. Franklin, do not question me about Franklin. Franklin's the most fucking. I'm not questioning you about Franklin. Interesting I'm... character in this film. We disagreed on that. I am just wondering about the big picture here. First disappears. Yeah, the other couple, uh, Kirk and Pam. 
I remember so many names in this movie. I'm really proud of myself. It's because they kept screaming each other's names through the whole movie. Pam, so Pam literally Kirk. this was it sounded like a whole baby. <laughs> Kirk, Pam. Yeah, so there's this watering hole and they go to go swim and then it's all dried up because it's old. And so here is where things started to go left. And I'm telling you, the way I tell you, I would never be involved in these situations. Okay, they see this house. This is With the generator at the back. Yeah. Right. And they start yelling. Middle of nowhere house. Yeah. It's not like a heavily populated area because they wouldn't have been able to get away with the shit that they were getting away with for so long. Like if there were houses close together. So in this untaken care of stretch of land that you've never been to also. Okay. So as someone who lives in the South, um, I live in a city, I live in a big city, but in other places like where my mother lives, you know, they carry guns because they don't want people on their property and you can shoot people. And so common sense would say, even if you do need gas, don't just go onto someone's property, expecting them to have it and expecting them to want to give it to you, especially because they live right next to the gas station that currently doesn't have gas. And so that feels incredibly dangerous and stupid to me. And they're yelling. Pam has a little bit more sense because Kirk has like this immense white guy privilege. Yeah, well, it was the 70s. And it was the time in American history in small towns where you people leave the doors unlocked. You can like go over to your neighbor's house. Open and walking in without anybody greeting you is icky. Well, when you're in a in, when you're in the jam, I mean, I've I've played enough of The Walking Dead oh. to know that you know you just ask around. I have a I have a great thing for you. Oh boy! While watching this, I came upon a fantastic metaphor for this film. This is based on the serial killer Edgy, who raided graveyards, killed two women and made furniture and clothes out of their skin and their bones. But he was from Milwaukee, I believe. No, Milwaukee or Michigan, right? They changed it from there to Texas. This is the Alolan version of Ed. (laughs) This is the sound true of of horror films. They moved it from a cold place to a warm place. Wow. Much innovate. Fuck you too. <laughs> I thought it was a good joke. Okay. Let's go on. Okay, 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 okay. So anyway, they did it. Um, Kirk, you know, just moses on into the second house and, you know. Gets, gets killed in the same fashion that they say the animals can kill the cows and the pigs. Like, sledgehammer to the head. Yeah. Um, yep. And then Pam's out there waiting for him, discovers that he just it's not coming out and so she goes in there too and my thing is no i i know i sound like the biggest bitch i feel on the podcast all the time because i'm like i'll kill him i'll do it i'll do the thing that needs to be done i'll probably cry about it but i'll still do it because you know like self-preservation and whatever's but like my partner wants to make stupid choices and go into this house that i already told you not to go i'm gonna just try and find help i'm not gonna go in after you this ain't it cheap no 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 because like you know i'm right (laughs) so like do what i said 
<laughs> we're not doing this. Like, we're not going to do that. So she, she goes in there. And this is like, I've seen this gif so many times. The one of, of her, her running out and him just drags her back in, bro. And I'm like, well, I... These are BFE rules. Like, <laughs> don't. Or else. Can we talk about how easily the men in this film are dispensed? Because they're always hit in the head first and just killed outright. Whereas yeah. the girls seem to be kept alive for a little bit of time. I think he likes to play with them. I really do. Oh, this brings me back again to another thing. It's like, in the last episode we talked about how... It was, com- I, I suggested that it was completely driven by sex on the part of all of the men, um, yeah. except for Lecter. I feel like this is also driven by another human compulsion, which is hunger or food. Oh. Because if you, like if we're going off the seven deadly sins, the last one was lust, this is gluttony. Yeah. Because at no point does the creepy hitchhiker dude try to mess with the girls apart mm. from winding them up you know like scaring her yeah they don't do anything to her no which is surprising given this era of horror agree and i thought about it a lot throughout this movie because i just like when i'm walking down the streets of Miami beach at night my fears are always sorry essay or something else over like just flat out getting shot or something like that, like just getting murdered. So that was nice not to have that. But You say it's nice. Would you rather be... No, I would rather be fucking eaten. And I thought about that too while I was watching. I literally... That's That's genuinely fair. Yeah, so like this scene actually made me think about it again. Was she the one who got hooked? Like he just snatched up and threw her? Or was that that Sally? That was Pam. Pam Okay, Pam. So Pam went after Kirk. Did the yeah, thing. Pam got hooked and then she got put in the freezer. Okay, so when and she's she hanging has on the that, hook. She, can, can we talk about the spasm moment of her like jumping out of the freezer doing this and then completely dying immediately? You need those. It's in the rules. but It's a jump scare, but she's dead already inside the freezer. Her, I don't know, her neurons are still firing. Like in... Oh, like whenever Kirk got hit over the head and the legs kept... <laughs> I thought that scene was incredible, first of all, but I don't want to forget, when she was hanging on the hook, I kept thinking I would literally kill myself by sheer force of will because I would rather not get chainsawed. You've seen too much Dead by Daylight, I think, yeah. with the hook. Guilty. Whenever um, she goes into that room with all of the ornaments of like yeah, the animal bones and the human bones and the uh-huh. body parts, why does she look so scared of the chicken? I literally wrote that down. She's so horrified about the chicken when there's fucking bones and teeth all over the room. And like all over the floor. There's, That's a, what couch, scared of? there's a couch adorned with human bones and cheese. A chicken? Nuggets? Oh no, carbs. You know, while we're talking about food, the one thing we haven't mentioned. Hey, this is editing stuff, and unfortunately, I have to interject here and let you know that Zoom ate all of the good stuff in this episode. Well, not all of the good stuff, but 
the middle and the end of us talking about this movie. I'm not sure how it happened, but hey, I thought posting something would be better than nothing, and Jay agreed, so here we are. I am so sorry, but thank you for always sticking with us, and we'll have a better, fuller episode next time. Okay, so what's the next movie? Oh, the next movie is... Fuck, why didn't you tell me we're doing this? Well, I'm only asking because I forgot. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's House of Wax. It is House of Wax. The House sorry, of Wax remake from like 2005. That's like the only House of Wax for me. Excited for that. Did you have any final thoughts about Texas Chainsaw? Just, you know, there's a, this film does a great service to like atmosphere and how like you can show this heat you can show this the, like the stench of this film it was driving past the the slaughterhouse they had that oh what's yeah. that smell and you get the fields and fields of cows but also i feel like leatherface doesn't shower and no he you doesn't. can tell mm-hmm. but yeah. you were they were able to do this in the 70s without that mexico filter <laughs> where everything is saturated orange craft that's talent we love to see it I want to uh, reproduce the uh, chainsaw dancing at the end in a TikTok video because I think it was rad. We will do this. We will do that. Absolutely. You're going to get a, like a leather face cosplay. Yeah. And we are going to do this. I'm in it. I haven't cosplayed in so long. And we do have a TikTok channel. It's Ghost in the Mag podcast. Where can people find us on Twitter? Still? On Twitter, you can find the podcast at GITN Podcast. Uh, you can find it on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site. And you can find me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. And you can follow me at Athos underscore snow. Okay, bye.